Hello, 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 my lovely people, my beautiful people, wherever you are in the world. Good morning, good evening, good night. It is Views from the Chicks, and it's your girl T, and I'm here with the one and only Joey. She's here. <laughs> Hi, Joey. Oh, hey, T. How you doing, girl? What's going on? A lot. A lot is going on. A lot has gone on, no? Oh, a lot has definitely gone on, I must say. Yes, but before we talk about that, uh, we are missing one of our members tonight. We're having some technical difficulties recording this because not all times we're able to meet front and center. So we do rely on technology and technology just won't let us be great tonight. So Kwana, we miss you dearly. Hopefully Joey and I can hold it down. So the last time you guys heard from us, uh, I guess we gave you the Soka fusion. We get, we know, we dropped some gems. Uh, I guess regarding to Soka, and we were talking about Carabana and talking about OVO Fest. So that has gone and passed. And I am having what do they call it? Tab Bakan- I forgot what they call it. Tabernacle or whatever. Tabernacle. That's a church. Oh my gosh! Do not um, misquote me. It's been a long day, long weekend. And, you know, here we are. But I want to say that I had an amazing time at Caravana. I got my entire life. Uh, and I went to OVO, which was mind-blowing. I got to see my girl, Cardi B, come out in the stage, Joey. Girl, monumental, I'm sure. Yes, oh my gosh, she came out. So the whole time I met OVO, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I saw Drake before. I'm, a, I'm, I'm cool off that. But... OVO like gave me took my took my experience in Toronto to a whole nother level like Drake barely performed which is okay I'm okay with that I love really he barely performed and everyone and their mama came out the one person that was so surprised about was Nelly he brought out Nelly what what did he perform Hot country grammar yes country grammar and hot in here and the crowd went ballistic <laughs> that's all he could go on anyway but okay no shade he must be making a comeback but anyway uh so yeah just to run down the list really quick there was the weekend there was travis scott there was party next door french montana came out uh migos came out i mean it was just epic i had an amazing time so shout out to toronto caravana ovo fest amazing you guys never cease to amaze me so there's that and joey was the latest episode we just had about so our latest episode right before this one we talked about the usher r kelly thing that's still going on right now and how we got to do better as a community to keep our fellow artists accountable for their actions so as we discussed you know we previously recorded that episode but then news hit that apparently usher don't even got herpes so i'm just like (gasps) hold on wait hold the door hold the door because i did not hear that i've been on a social media hiatus what do you mean he does not have her <laughs> well apparently the woman who came well the main woman I, I guess who came forth said that 
she um, was potentially suing him because he was thought to have herpes or apparently he interacted with someone who had herpes and didn't tell her. So she's suing him for the possibility that she could have potentially contracted it from him. I'm like, okay, so do you even have it? She doesn't have it. He doesn't have it. So I'm just like, why are we here? So this is all based on a possibility. Uh, This is all based on a possibility and speculation. And then all these outlets are coming out proving that this girl has a wild history of coming after celebrities and these false claims. So there's that. But I'm curious because they said it was multiple people and then they just keep focusing on this one person. So I'm like, was everybody lying or what's going on? Not to be shady. I don't think. Usher would step next to that lady with a 10-foot pole. I'm just uh, saying. Uh, <laughs> that's not fair. Big girls need love, too. No, I'm I'm here for my, you know, uh, pleasantly plump ladies. Like, they need love, too. But... Can't with you. <laughs> Can't with you. If... I don't know. That's what I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. Sorry. Not sorry. Oh, Lord. Well, you know, especially if you go to a lot of these R&B shows, they're always bringing people on stage. So there is a picture of him bringing a plus size woman on stage. Don't know if it was her. People are saying that is her. But um, he does have a history of doing that. So he do like he do like him BBW, despite what these people out here telling you. He like it that way. Okay. And I'm that's fine. Whatever fetish you're into, you know, that's you in the bedroom. But I'm glad that I guess, you know, I feel like this is just some media control at this point. Mm-hmm. About it. I think saying. so. And then I saw also a picture before I went on my social media hiatus. I saw a picture of Jermaine Dupree and Usher in the recording studio. So I'm thinking Confessions part three, four, five is about to partake in a hot second you know it's coming i think that was his way of saying forget the bullshit let's focus on the music because he was very silent about it he's he's not someone who i guess gets on social media very quickly to clear their name and do the damage control type of thing so he just kept the folk he tried to keep the focus on the music and like don't worry about my my personal business we're in the studio regardless So so just to piggyback off of that uh regarding artists and their i guess their I don't know, their place in the spotlight and how that suppresses the creativity. Today's episode is about the miseducation of Lauren Hill, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode, we're going to talk about everything Lauren Hill and the album that made Lauren Hill who Lauren Hill is today. So, Joey, can you like tell us why we even went here and what time of year is it? August 25th on this Friday will mark 19 years since the release of The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill, which is like crazy amazing. We must have been like seven or eight when this came out, I guess, or eight or nine probably. Right. And then before, I mean, before that, because just a little background story about Miss Lauryn Hill. She is actually from New Jersey. So she's a Jersey girl, South Orange. And she started Mm -hmm. off as... An actress in the soap opera As the World Turns, and then she was later in the, I guess, the famously known uh, sister act with Whoopi Goldberg, and she sang for her life, her whole life, her whole entire life. That was like amazing. If you've never seen Sister Act, you gotta watch it. It was great, and I feel like she broke out as a star. But then she got with Fuji's with, you know, what's his name, Wyclef Jean. 
Mm-hmm. And they had a super duo rap group singing trio. What's the other guy's name that was in the group? No one ever talks about him. Praz. Praz. Okay, yes. See, I forgot. See, it's all about <laughs> Lauren Hill and Wyclef and their hot, hot drama. But so the album, can we talk about like what the album is and what it's about? Absolutely. The Miseducation, um, you know, when you listen to it, it's definitely about love. Love is a journey. What is love? What does it mean to us as individuals, us as women, especially us as black women and in our community and what it means to each of us and how we got to live through love. So I really, really loved, um, you know how a lot of people these days in their albums, they have the intros and a lot of talking going on. She was definitely one of the originators of that. And she made that have meaning because I feel like all of the intros and the, um, you know, the preludes on this album definitely strengthened the meaning behind what it was about. It was a lesson, the miseducation of Lauren Hill. And I like that she formatted it in that way. So that's what's that about. And I also want to run down a few facts for those of you that um, don't know, talking about how how far along she's come with this album. So in the first week sales, when this album came out, August 25th, 1998, it sold almost half a million copies in its first week. That's 422,600 copies to be exact. Wow. Off of this. Yeah. Off of this album alone, which sadly is her only solo album. I mean, if you count the MTV Unplugged, um, album that came out shortly after that which was um, so this, good so that good. was good it didn't do that well in comparison in comparison to this but i feel like there's definitely a lot to be learned and we did feature one of the songs in um what episode was that know the signs know the signs see that was your song from that that album. was that was my song and i love that song i get out i get out. i get out i get out yes yeah and i love well if you guys uh Go back to our episodes. I explain what I get out about, and it's about like being in. It's she's a play on words. It's talking about being an abusive relationship. Yet she's talking about an abusive relationship in terms of the music industry, mm. and um. So I feel like that was a very fitting song for that time, and I think it also ties back into this album as a whole, because one of the songs that I want to feature. Since we're, you know, since it's just the two of us, we're going to just be featuring because, you know, Lauren just dropped gems through the whole album. When I tell you that we had so much back and forth, when the three of us were deciding what the fuck we were going to talk about, we're like, I'm going to do this song and I'll read it. You know what, y'all? I'm going to do this song. Y'all know what? I want to talk about this song because she says some shit on this. <laughs> you know what? Let's just let's just talk about what we want to talk about. So that's where we're going tonight. Right. And then before I go into that song, also, I want to say that she actually recorded this album in Kingston, Jamaica in Bob Marley's Tough Gong Studios. Which was really crazy because at that time there was a lot of controversy because she was dating Rohan Marley, which is um, Bob Marley's son. And at the time she was recording the album, she was pregnant with his son. Oh, she was pregnant while she was... Oh, well, that makes sense. Thinking about the tracks, yes. Yeah, when you think about the tracks and you listen to the words, she's talking about um, her carrying a baby. I believe it was a son, right? From... Yes. Yes. Context clues through the album. I believe it was a son. And then there was some drama there, but we'll get back to that later. So the song I want to feature is called Superstar. And this song basically reflects on the reality or the struggle, as we were talking about with Usher, that a artist faces trying to determine they want to be, I guess, their artistic amb- ambition and how 
fame gets in the way of that and how people block that artistic ability because they're all focusing on the Benjamins or the money and the hoes. And she's basically in the song challenging rappers and artists to step up because, you know, she's like, I need you to light my fire because there's nothing out here that's doing anything for me. And this song is still present to this day because I feel like that. I think when we had our episode uh, to start off to wrap up the year, I challenged artists in 2017 to light my fire and give me something that I want to hear. Like, you know, I was talking about how I wanted some R&B for 2017. But I guess when we um, wrap up 2017, I can get to whether that was uh, accomplished or not but let's get into lauren hill's song superstar which is one of my favorite songs off the album the heart, uh-huh, yo. not everybody trying to charge say what hip hop started out in the heart baby, come yo. On, now, not baby, everybody come on. trying to charge come on now baby come yo. on now baby come yo. on now baby come on Right, so that was Lauren Hill, superstar. Joey, what do you think about that song? Because that wasn't on your list. Well, it was one of your options, but you, I kind of went with it first. You hijacked <laughs> it. You totally hijacked it, but it's okay. But I just, I love that song because I feel like the meaning behind it definitely resonates, especially with the music scene today as well. You know, we got all the mumble rap, all the people that aren't really saying nothing. It's a good beat. You know, it gets people dancing, but is it really motivating people? Is it really moving people? And that's no shade to that because, you know, that's fine. We need that here and there, but where is the message? And we talked about that as well when we had our episode. I think that was our first episode, The Messages in the Music. Yes. highlighted artists like J. Cole, like Kendrick, like McJenkins or whoever who's like, like keeping the message in the music give me something inspiring what am I learning through your sound and I like that she talks about that and she's really straightforward real gutter with what she's talking about mm-hmm. in this song I think during that time when this album came out um when she talks about the Benjamins I think all about the Benjamins baby with like Diddy or whatever came out back then uh-huh. but yeah but she references you know the Benjamins a lot and I think she does that in the song that I'll feature in a little bit as well do up She talks about, you know, the men are always about the Benjamins, showing the glitz and the glam and the money and the flashiness, but no content, just empty words, emptiness. 
So I, I love this song and I felt like it um it said a lot coming from a woman, especially a woman in the industry, speaking her piece on that and seeing it from the inside's view, the inside point of view. She's someone that we know is very artistic. She takes her art very seriously and she's sensitive about her shit like Miss Erica Badu is. So her knowing that she is very truthful and loves her art and she's seeing people not doing the same and not speaking the truth. She had no choice but to speak on it. So, And I want to uh, tap into that because I was reading an article uh, about this album in preparation. And one of the um, authors was saying in her recollection of this album, she's talking about Lauren Hill being a woman meant that she had to, for a time at least, talk about her truth of herself. When your body is the very weapon of your oppression, it sometimes must be through the art of self, soul, and spirit that you can create your freedom. And I think in this album, she did exactly that beautifully. Because I feel like as a woman in the industry, you can't be too gutta. You can't be this. Then you're they're like, oh, is she butch? Is she a lesbian? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you get this, like, negative connotation. But I think Lauren Hill is one of the trailblazers who kind of put her pain, you know, said, like, Mary J. Blige. Um, you know, and then you have the Beyonce's of the world today. And then you have the Kehlani's of the world that kind of, like, put their pain, their heartache, their heartbreak into the music, into the artistry. And I think she was the one who kind of paved the way for that. Yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. She definitely did. So what was that song you were saying that they were talking about um, the Benjamins? Um, so yeah, Doo-Wop. So Doo-Wop is probably one of the most popular from this album, the singles um, on this miseducation of Lauryn Hill. And I really like the message in this song. So let's take a listen and then we'll get to the breakdown. Here's Doo-Wop. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like <laughs> Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the thing This is not the most of king, yo, it's about a thing uh, yo. Feel yo. real good, Called you again. Remember when he told you he was about to bend your man? You act like you and him, they give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gon' pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus, when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably can. Talking out your neck, saying you're a Christian. I must slam, sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off your ass, cause you thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gym, baby girl Respect is just the minimum When you still defending them now Lauren is only human Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin Look at where you be in, hair weaves like Europeans Fake nails done by Koreans, come again All 
right, that was Doo-Wop, a.k.a. That Thing, and I love that song. <laughs> Me too. Love, love, love that song. You know what I really liked about this song? What? I like that she made the narrative about both men and women because I feel like when it comes to like sex and sexuality everyone's always talking about the women all the women don't respect themselves or da 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 don't give it up too easy but she made sure that the conversation included both people which I felt like was very important especially coming from her right you know what I mean and um, just some quick facts about this song in particular when it first came out it was the first debut song to hit number one on the billboard charts at in history, on Billboard history at the time. Wow. And it was produced, written, and recorded all by her. Yes. So big, big shout out to her. She's like, um, she's a triple threat because she's a rapper, singer, actress, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Just also known as a boss. Like the girl Literally. is amazing. The woman, I'm sorry. The woman, I stand corrected, <laughs> is fucking amazing (laughs) a true poet a true poet and just definitely definitely needed and necessary for that time for now and we're just so thankful for her period so the message that she's given to the women in this song is like don't be dazzled by the glitz and glam and the money and what what the men could do for you because all he wants at the end is that thing and then like her thing to the men was watch out for the women because they know that ultimately pussy is power and they're not afraid to use it because they know that men can sometimes be so weak and blinded and just you know think that they're the ones you know they're the ones gaffling the women or whatever but really behind the scenes the woman got her own intentions so all around it's just you know have respect for yourself mm-hmm. don't give in too easily mm-hmm. and just be wary about people's intentions that's like the feeling that I got from it right and I feel like listening to that song at such a young age I feel like it was pivotal in me growing up and kind of like understanding that I needed to respect myself. I really like as a young child, I was so impressionable by that song that I actually took that with me and that message with me. And also like one of my favorite verses, like how are you going to win when you're not right? That's within? what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so that also makes me think too, like I always have to check myself sometimes. Like if I'm off going off the, you know, the wrong path and not the right way, the righteous way, I have to like check in with myself. Like, you know, okay, so how are you going to get here if you're not okay in the inside? And I felt like that song it's this, this whole album is an album that transcends the test of time period like everyone like if a little kid or a young woman or a grown woman hears this song today she can still take something from it or a young man so you know it just teaches you to value yourself and one of my favorite parts about this song is the skit where you have the young children in the classroom and the teacher or the professor is asking them like like what does love mean to you and what is love and can a kid be in love? So my question is to you, Joey. What is love to you? Oh, damn. <laughs> what is love to me? What is love? What is your definition of love? Uh, well, on a more personal, lo- personal note, I mean, I definitely feel like love starts with self-love. And there's no way that you can know what love is until you love yourself. Because you can't pour love into other people if you don't even know what it is within you. And I feel like for me personally, on a personal note, I get my love from within, from the spirit, from God. Like that is what fuels me. It's an energy. It is something that I can feel vibrating through me literally in the literal sense. It's hard to formulate it into words. But that's what it means to me. It's a feeling. It comes in the form of emotion, in the form of energy, in the form of light. 
and it's just like true happiness and you just feel whole wow through love that's beautiful joey that's what it is to me what about you wow i have a lot of definitions of love but i agree with you in the terms of like self-love because you really don't know or can truly understand how to love someone else if you don't love yourself I don't think when you don't love yourself, you are truly giving that person love. I also think to tap back into that is like, you know, when it goes to like home, like home is within you. Home is not a physical thing. Home is something within inside of you. So wherever you go, home is. Uh, I've from, I guess we can do it from a romantic standpoint. I've been in love before and I knew what love was when you no longer have to see that you, when someone loves you for who you are, flaws and all, and despite your ailments or things that are not quote unquote right with you in terms of society's view, this person sees past that and they see into your soul and they love everything about you and every fiber being of you and there's a way to show love you know someone could be in love with you or not have love for you but they can show it to you so if you've never even given love or had love I think that's something that you should be able to experience that unconditional connection between two people that is selfless As you keep going back to self, it's selfless. Love is selfless. So when you can partner up with someone who can give you all of themselves without putting themselves first, to me, that is love in many forms. And it could be in romantic or it can be in friends. Because I show my friends a lot of selfless love because Mm -hmm. I care for them. So that's my way of showing love to my friends or whether it be my partner. And I accept my friends for who they are and what they bring to the table. No judgment. I just love them wholeheartedly because I then in self love myself. So that's what love is to me. <laughs> Ooh, go girl. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Miss Lauren Hill, because you know what? I feel like artists don't talk about love anymore they don't describe it they don't talk about the feeling it's all about the flashiness shaking your ass getting that money getting that paper being on social media being the topic of discussion and she just made something so pure and so real attainable to everyone and i love that about this album and how she digs so deep Love it. I love it. Yeah. What's the next song? What other song did you want to get into? Well, <laughs> well, you know, I'm tea and I come with the hot tea, but this Uh-oh. is some old brewed up tea. <laughs> oh, you got me excited. You know that, you know how like you have tea and then you got to let it sit for a little bit and, um, you know, marinate and it's not right until it's like, you know, brewed correctly. And nice well, and steeped. Yeah. So this tea is old tea, but I'm going to bring up some old tea and make it new tea again. How about that? Mm, I like, okay, I like what I did there. I, I like what I did. <laughs> I can. Okay. So as you guys know, Miss Lauren Hill was a part of the group, uh, the Fugees with Wife Clef. And the other guy that I keep forgetting his Stop name. Stop it. Prize. Show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. Sorry. I don't know who you are. Okay. 
time one play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun. Everything you did has already been done. I know all the tricks from bricks to kingstown. My ting down major king down one wrong. Now understand El Boogie now violent. But different things test me run to make young. Can't take a threat to make no one son. El been this way since creation. A groupie call you far from temptation. Now you want ball over separation. Tarnish my image in the conversation. Who you gon' scrimmage like you the champion? You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. You might win some, but you just lost one. Now, now, how come your talk turned cold? Gain the whole world for the price of your soul. Trying to grab hold of what you can't control. Now you all flaws for the sight to behold. Wisdom is better than silver and gold. I was hopeless, now I'm all hopeful. Every man wanna act like he's exempt. Need to get down on his knees and repent. Can't slick talk on the day of judgment. The movement's similar to a serpent. Every man wanna act like he's exempt. You need to get down on your knees and repent. Yes, fuck you. <laughs> Oh my god. That's how I feel. Okay. Fun fact this song samples Sister Nancy's what song? Dance Hall Classic, piggying back on our latest episode. What's the correct way to say this? Because we were corrected. We were saying it all wrong. Bam, bam. We remember it's like bam, bam. It's not bomb, bomb, bomb. So, yeah. Bomb, bomb. Yes. And we also talk about that uh sample in our album review of jay-z's 444 so we all tying this all together joey i love this all together oh 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 since you mentioned jay-z's 440 440 <laughs> 444 him and these four numbers i can't keep up <laughs> in jay-z's 444 um on the song moonlight he sampled fujila from um, the Fugees. Ooh la la. Oh my gosh, I love that song. The Fugees had hits too. See, the Fugees wouldn't oh, have been definitely. without Lauren Hill. Like she, she brought the sauce. She brought the my sauce. song was killing me softly. Oh my gosh, her vocals on that, and then Ready or Not. Oh my gosh, Joey, like just hits after hits. It's like, and because she's like such the the prominent voice on those songs, like even though we didn't get a second album, like a second official album, I feel like that that put in work for me. That worked as the first one. So I was okay. I was okay. And I'm just going to put this out there. I feel like during that time period, that era, I think Lauryn Hill was the sickest, coldest MC, period. Above men, because the woman was cold, okay? She did the damn yeah. thing. Like no one could touch her. From that album alone, like, who, like, you know how we always have that conversation, Joey, about, like, are artists as good as their first album? And the fact that Mm. she hasn't been, um, I guess, creatively motivated to produce Mm -hmm. or to create anything since the miseducation, she is smart enough to know, like, I'm not ready to put out anything. She's not listening to her record label. She's not listening to her publicist her staff telling her she needs to put something out she was like this thing this baby is so good on its own that i can ride this for damn near 20 years she's still performing it till this day. yes and can you please tell us another song that she performs that still gets the crowd high like what what's what's your what's your second song choice so my second song choice which is my personal favorite it's on the slower note but it is tell him so let's get into that let's play a little bit of that right now here we go. 
songs and like the thing about lauren hill even though you know she had a little bit of hood in her coming from norick south orange in jersey she had a little bit of hood but she was still able to give you that neo soul that real like songstress like poetic like just just give it just giving it to you with the lyrics yes so i love the song the song had a lot of um you know it has a lot of double meaning behind it so tell him could be seen as speaking to someone in a romantic relationship someone that you're involved with tell him i love him i need him and then it can also be seen as speaking to god you know tell him with the capital h and you know what they say god is love and as we spoke about it before this whole album is about love so when i first heard this i knew that she was talking about god and the spirit but then you know you get the you get the double meaning behind it and she used a lot of biblical references throughout the song she references um 1 corinthians 13 which covers love entirely she references Matthew seventeen twenty, and like this song talks about just having faith and allowing God to fuel you from within. You know, we touched about that a little bit before, but just having faith and allowing him to fuel you within, tell him that I love him. God is love. And it's like, like we said before, God loves you. Therefore you should love yourself in order for you to love others. So when she says like, um, tell him, I love him. Maybe she's talking to someone. Tell that person that I love him, but tell him that I need him. Need him, maybe meaning need him as in I need God. And then tell that man that I love him or tell God that I love him. Not that he needs to be reminded of that because he knows that, but you know, that's just how I see it. And it's like, no matter what you're going through, everything will be all right. God's got you. He got your back. And it's just, um, it's like a love song almost. A love song to your man or a love song to God altogether for everything that he's done. For everything that he's done, like, this song just speaks to me on so, so many levels. I think, um, I'd say like one of my favorite verses from this song in particular, she says at the end, now I may have wisdom and knowledge on earth, but if I speak wrong, then what is it worth? See, what we now know is nothing compared to the love that was once, that was once shown when our lives were spared. Like, come on, Lord. Uh, come on. So good. She's so freaking good. Come on. Like, what we understand love to be here on this earth is nothing compared to the love that God showed us, you know, that Jesus showed us when he died on the cross for us, for our sins. Like, we don't, we, there's no love that can compare to that. And it's like. And there's no love that man can give you that can compare to that. Ladies, you need to seek love from God first before you, I mean, not to place, you know, any religious values, you know, in anybody, but that. That's how I personally feel like I need to, I feel like I should seek God first and get his love and his approval before I even try to seek man. Because a man who doesn't see God. is no man at all. Honestly, I mean, that's our opinion again. But honestly, yeah, a man who doesn't see God is not a man at all. And it's like, it's just remind, a reminder that the first relationship that you have is with God. That is the relationship. Even when you're born into this earth as a baby, you may not be able to understand it in terms of like being on earth and how we understand as humans, but your birth, your existence is a relationship within itself. You know what I mean? So I feel like that just all comes all together. And I just love Lauren because even in your song, T. Um, um, Lost Ones. 
even in Lost Ones and even in Doo-Wop, she's just throwing biblical references all over the place. Like she's always, she's talking about the Jezebel. She talk about, um, she speaks about Islam. She speaks about God. She speaks about all different forms of religion to make sure that she's tapping. Cause you know, there's probably people who don't believe in Christianity or whatever. And she's tapping into all that to make you understand, like even, you know, whatever God you believe in, ultimately it's the same God. It's the same message. Love. Love is the message. Yeah. Love is the message behind this album. And she's speaking on that on all the songs that she's basically talking about. And tell him, Lauren, tell him. Yeah, Joey. That's all. Thank you for taking us to church. <laughs> you, know, I, you know. I feel like Kanye West gets a lot of credit for the whole Jesus Walk song, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And he does deserve the credit for, you know, bringing God into the club. But Lauren Hill, I feel like she did it first and she did it the best. Because I agree with that. With yeah. the song "Tell Him" too, I know they also do another rendition of that in church too. Mm. But they say "Tell God" instead of "Tell Him," so they rearrange the words. But it's still the song that belongs to her, and they made it more, I guess, church friendly instead of it more love friendly. It's still the same thing, and the fact that you're able to use that message and interpret it in that way, she's just a creative genius. I feel Joey, like honestly, if you put all that creative creativity in this one album i feel like i would be tapped out i don't think i would have any more to give do you understand what i'm saying that's how i feel i feel like she didn't have anything else left to give i think she literally put her heart her soul her spirit into the miseducation you know what i think i feel like there are certain artists that give us their all because they that might be the time and the point where they're going through so much in life you know she was what like in her mid-20s, early 20s, when this album came out, that's a time where you're becoming, you know, you're you're identifying yourself as a human being and your purpose and you're growing into womanhood and you're dealing with adulthood, not being not being a child anymore, and you're learning life for yourself. You're just, it's just such a, you know, we're going through this shit right now. Yeah. Like, it's just such a moment where you're experiencing life and your freedom and you're trying to gain your independence. So she had, she was dealing with so much that she put it into the music. And now her growing up as an adult, you know, that was all the creative, that's just that, and it was still new, it was still new. She wasn't, she wasn't, um, you know, blinded by the music industry at that point, while she was recording at least, probably after she was dealing with music industry stuff. But at that point, it was still authentic, still real, mm-hmm. and she was able to create and be on a platform like that. And she's tapped out. Like, I feel like artists like, um, like Frank Ocean, as much as I like Blonde, mm-hmm. Channel Orange did it for me. You know what I mean? Because that was his unveiling, his revelation, his emancipation. Right. That was it his was different. Dec- like it was that was his declaration. I feel, and I think um, even you know, like we talked about on one of our last episodes too with SZA, she said um, Control might be her only album. Mm. And I feel like Control is such a solid album. Like, it's, it is hard. It's a lot of pressure to top your first album. It like, is. We always have that co- We always have that conversation, too. Like, is can an artist be as good as their, as their first yep, album? Yeah, like, like I was saying earlier. Yep. Yeah, I can't imagine that kind of pressure. I can't imagine. And I feel like someone like Lauryn Hill, like, it's okay. Because I don't even think I really realized that this was her only album. Mm-hmm. Until we like started doing, I didn't either. I didn't. It didn't click. Yeah, it didn't click. I didn't realize either. But I feel because we did this episode on this album, I want to really change my thought on: Are they as good as their first album? It's okay if your first album is good and you have nothing else left to give. If you know you created an album that is going to transcend the test of time, you don't need to come out with anything else. I feel like 
as an artist, you should have that choice. Do you know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. we always yeah. laugh about like, you know, it's not really funny, but we laugh about it. We talk about how Mary J is going through her divorce and all that jazz. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for the new Mary album because to just give us. It's like we True. want them we to so be excited. in pain or like we question Adele when she came back. Like, oh, she's not broken up with anyone she's in a happy place can she yeah. still create good music it's like we want yeah. that oh speaks speaking of adele she actually says that the miseducation is one of her all-time favorite albums it inspired mm. her in a lot of ways her writing style and the things that she decides to talk about she said this is one of the albums that inspired her the most so oh great facts i also think she's an inspiration for the late amy winehouse as well I, I, I saw that in her documentary uh, as well. And then Kehlani, she has a tattoo of Lauren Hill on her arm. Yep. Nicki Minaj adores her. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, there's so many people that I think Lauren has paved the way for in so many ways. I wanted to uh, tap into something really, really quick about, like, what is going on with Lauren now. And we, I, we post on our social media that, Lauren Hill and Nas are going on tour, which is going to be so dope. Because I love Nas. He's my boo. I just actually went to Sweet Chick, a restaurant that he owns in New York. If you've never been to Sweet Chick in New York, Brooklyn, go have it. The best chicken and waffles ever had in your life. If you're vegan, they got vegan chicken and waffles. It's just life-changing but anyways they're going on tour and I think that's going to be so dope because they have songs together which is amazing Yes, but uh someone so you know she has the bad reputation of showing up late to her concerts and people get a little upset and I just want to read a little excerpt about why she says that she's late and I feel like this ties back into everything that we just talked about just now she says, I don't show a blade to shows because I don't care, and I have nothing but love and respect for my fans. The challenge is aligning my energy with the time, taking something that isn't easily classified or contained, and trying to make it available for others. I don't have an on and off switch. I am the best when I'm open, rested, sensitive, and liberated to express myself as truly, truthfully as possible. For every performance that have ever arrived late, there have been countless of others. So that's a little excerpt. I mean, I could understand if I paid money to go to a concert and she shows up late. Yes, you signed a contract and you said that you were going to be here. But that's the thing with her that I feel like I am understanding more and more. And now I feel like I can understand someone like Kanye West a little bit more is and the Frank Oceans, and the Travis Scotts, these people are, like, so creative and they're so in tune with who they are as an artist and the craft that they just don't feel... They just don't want to do something that they don't want to do because they are so concerned about the artistry and making it right for you that they want it done their way and the right way. It's just like, you know how you have the mad, crazy genius? Like, you know, the most smartest people in the world... The mo- Yeah, the most smartest people in the world are, like, they're like screaming in the inside. Yeah, what do they call them? Tor- tortured artists. Yeah, or tortured souls. You know what I mean? Because they are just like trying to figure it out. And I think that that's what Miss Lauren Hill struggles with. And I feel like, you know, it's been 20 years since the album has come out. And I hope one day in the near future that she finds the inspiration that she needs to maybe potentially create 
I don't know, some kind of music or some kind of artistry because we love and appreciate you. Absolutely. I want to just like add to exactly what you were saying. So the guy you always forget in T, Proz, <laughs> but he did an interview with um with Vlad TV not too long ago when they asked him, you know, about his influence in music and the Fugees and everything. And they did ask him what caused the Fugees to break up and why does he think that Lauren Hill stopped making albums? And he literally like said that he was just like, you know, she is someone that if she's not inspired, she's not going to do it. This is not, this is not about the money. This is not about the sales. This is not about like reaching X amount of people. It's about being inspired and telling her truths and everything. So I just want to play just a little, a little clip from that interview of him speaking on that, especially as someone who's worked so closely with her, just hearing what he had to say. So here's that. You guys are still close. Did she tell you why she stopped making albums? She just felt uninspired. That's it. That's it. And I guess you you've made so much money at that point that if you don't feel inspired, you ain't got to do you ain't got to do nothing. Um listen, I'm going to say this to you. Some people money is a driving force for them. Right? For her, money isn't a driving force for her. If she had a billion dollars, if she had one dollar, she would have done it the exact same way. Everyone is different, you know? So when she says she wasn't, she, she's been uninspired, she means that. This is a woman who she has to feel inspired to create because that's where she get her source of energy from. She just didn't feel inspired. And it has nothing to do with music per se. It could be she doesn't like the way the planet is going, maybe. She doesn't like all the, all the craziness that's happening in the world. Well, and she also had six children and, you know, became a mother. So your priorities start to shift when that happens. Yeah, no. Nah. It wouldn't matter if she had 20 children. She would create. Lauren Hill is the epitome of an artist. Nothing matters to her but the art. And if she doesn't believe she's going to create something that's going to be better than what she previously created, she's not touching it. I think that's very, very important. And um, there's something to be said about that. I mean, so, you know, money isn't everything for everyone. You know, we all have different factors that drive us and make us who we are. So if that's who she is and she knows what she can and cannot put up with, and I, I can really uh appreciate that and look look up to someone like that because you know we always have different struggles within life and we also always are trying to struggle to find our voice and this is someone who knows their voice very well and is very sure of themselves and is willing to do anything to make sure that she is not compromising herself exactly and i think we should all learn something from miss lauren hill I agree. And I think just to add real quick, I think that's also the struggle of an artist because it's like, you know, we all come, we all enter this world with our own personal gifts, our own personal contributions to whatever our purpose is here. And it's like for some people, you know, when you're in the industry, you got people who try to capitalize on that. It like kind of like diminishes your worth. Like you feel like this is mine. I should be in charge of how I want to be represented or what I want to say here. Like, you can't come and tell me that I got to say like this or I got to talk like this or say something like that or create like that. Like, this is mine. This is my gift. I should be able to have it be put out the way that I want to see it. And no one is going to see the vision the way that person sees it. So I, I totally understand, like, 
why she doesn't even... I feel like she's, like, uninspired by the world, but then uninspired by the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe her putting out an album today would work because there's ways... You know, you got people on SoundCloud or however just releasing music for the free and how they want to do it. So, I mean... If she wants to, I'm sure she has connections and producers. She could team up with some really dope people and just put out something that's really authentic to her. So like you said, I hope that she does something along those lines. I'd be happy to hear that. As well. Yeah, me too. And I I think it's also very funny before we wrap up how Kanye is always talking about how he wants the old Lauryn Hill back. But yeah, we're always asking for the old Kanye. Yeah. So the irony of that, I think is crazy. But I actually want to, leave out with a song that since Kwan is not here I want to exit the show with the song that she chose to Zion and I think she chose it because she has a beautiful little girl and the song talks about creating life and it's like a lullaby to me in a sense I think it was absolutely beautiful I felt like it was a spiritual hem I just it just gives me goosebumps so I'm thinking that's why Quana picked that song. So let's play a little bit of that. Unsure what the balance held, I touched my belly overwhelmed by what I had been chosen to perform. But then an angel came one day, told me to kneel down and pray, for unto me a man child would be born. Oh, this crazy circumstance. A chance, but everybody told me to be smart. Look at your career, they said. Lauren, baby, use your head. But instead, I chose to use my heart. Now the joy of my world is in When we were picking ours, I was just like, oh, I really hope Kwana does to Zion. <laughs> like secretly. And she did. And I was really excited to hear her thoughts on it because I can see how it would correlate with her life. Hopefully we're, we're able to add in a little tidbit at the end. But yeah. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in with us today on this lovely day. Wherever you are in the world, we really, truly appreciate you. Stay tuned for more upcoming episodes. This is your girl T. This is Joey. And signing out. Be blessed. See you guys next time. Hey, music lovers. This is Kwana, one-third of the chicks. And in lieu of our slight technical difficulties this week, I will be joining the ladies via a separate posting. But don't you worry. We will be back together for the next episode. This will not stop us. We promise. Um, So for this week, my song choice was or is to zion by lauren hill um we really wanted to address and talk about this album as a whole and also talk about our favorite songs this album is very near and dear to all of our hearts and i chose to zion um strictly for the reason that i have a long relationship with this song i distinctly remember spending time listening to this album with my mom with my aunt and just loving this song 
loving the storytelling, loving Lauren Hill's voice. I mean, I love the way she uses her vocals. She goes very low. She goes very high. She is, you know, I mean, of course, she's amazing. We all know that. Um, but this song in particular, I remember my mom um, singing it to me and just explaining it to me that, oh, this is about her son. And, you know, you will understand when you have your own kids one day, blah, blah, blah. And of course, you know, mom is always right. <laughs> um, as soon as I had my daughter, you know, this song just means so much more to me now than it did back then. Now I can relate to it. I can understand. I know what she's going through. I understand how she's feeling. Um, I love the storytelling. I love um, the first verse when she, you know, she just opens up with unsure of what the balance held. I touched my belly overwhelmed by what I had been chosen to perform. And I mean, that's such a great line to really get into the mindset of what she's thinking she's like you know i got my career i got my family i got you know my life like am i ready for this is this the right thing to do and you know she ends that verse with look at your career they said lauren baby use your head but instead i chose to use my heart so she really had to figure out what it is that she wanted in that particular situation and so many people have gone through this including myself so i completely understand and relate to where she's coming from and what she's thinking and her her thought process on okay what am I gonna do how am I gonna do this what is the right choice for me and um, she made her choice and now the joy that she experiences with her son the love that she gets is you know unlike no other and it truly is truly is a blessing um, so this song is just really one of my favorites and you know Lauren Hill is a beast amazing wonderful um, you know just great artist and that is my choice guys thank you and again we will be back the three of us together next episode we love you guys bye <laughs>